People who are gluten-sensitive must turn to other grains besides wheat. That can be tough. Millet is a good substitute. It makes a sweet, dense bread. Mark Scarborough is the co-author of Grain Mains, 101 Surprising and Satisfying Whole Grain Recipes for Every Meal of the Day. He joins us to give other ideas on ways to use millet for this week's Last Chance Foods. Welcome to WNYC, Mark. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me. When I first think of millet, I think of birdseed. Of course, because so much of the millet production goes into birdseed production. Have you ever seen those little yellow, tiny, mustard seedy grains in birdseed and parrot food? That's millet. And unfortunately, it gives it a bad rep, uh, which is really unfortunate because, you know, it is probably the oldest harvested grain on the planet. There's plenty of archaeological research to indicate that millet was grown in China long before rice. I like millet a lot. It's very sweet. It cooks up really quickly. And like I mentioned, it makes a great bread. But you uh, use it in as a as a vegetarian burger. You make a veggie burger out of millet. Tell me about that. We do. In the grain book, we uh, wanted to explore all the culinary options of whole grains. So this millet burger isn't really necessarily about the health of millet, although it's a healthy grain. It's more about that sweet, I think it's like a corn vanilla cross taste of millet. And we give it an Italian antipasto bar flavor profile. We chopped up capers and sun-dried tomatoes and olives and pecorino cheese. You cook the millet, you mix all that into it, you form it into patties and fry them until they're crunchy. I'm a big believer in the crunchy. <laughs> and put it on a bun, and it's it's so satisfying. It's crazy good. I've read that millet contains goitrogen, and uh, which is an agent that suppresses thyroid activity and can lead to goiter or hypothyroidism. Do you know more about that? I know that that overconsumption of any food is not suggested. And yes, overconsumption of millet can lead to problems, actually. Um, But be that as it may, it's also an incredibly high source of calcium, of zinc, of potassium, um, and B vitamins. It's probably got the highest profile of B vitamins of any whole grain. Tell me how I should store it and when should I throw it out? How do I know it's gone bad? Really, the most important thing about storing millet is to keep it in the freezer. Any whole grain you buy, even millet, you should always try to take a whiff, a smell at the grocery store. You'll be thought a crank by all your friends. But so what? You're smelling the grains in the grocery store because you don't want that rancid smell, that rancid, musky, mushroomy, earthy, wangy smell. You're you're assuming that I'm getting it from the, um, um, The the, the bin, the bulk food bin. I am, but sometimes even in the plastic packaging, you can kind of smell it. If it's really rancid, you can smell it right through the plastic. I always dig toward the back. This is a really sad thing, isn't it? But I always dig toward the back of the packages because I know they put the older ones out in front. So I always dig toward the back. I just want to make sure that the grain is really fresh because, again, these oils can go rancid. And once you get it home, store it in your freezer. That is the best place to keep millet 
and Tef and some of the ones that go rancid really fast. It's the best place to keep them and to knock down on any problems. Mark Scarborough is the co-author of Grain Mains, 101 Surprising and Satisfying Whole Grain Recipes for Every Meal of the Day, which is also written by Bruce Weinstein. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks, Amy. To learn more and to get the recipe for millet burgers with olives, sun-dried tomatoes, and pecorino, visit WNYC.org. This is WNYC. We'll be right back.